with a Blue Devil sweep. Some Tar Heels fans are ready to take their mind off Saturday's loss. Get back to studying one more week before our spring break. we got to finish strong academically since, unfortunately, we couldn't in basketball. This is the Five Point Plate Podcast, the Die Hard Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. Sorry, AC, I was laughing to the start of that uh, start of the podcast. I, love it. I mean, there's so many things I could pick out from there. You know, yeah, obviously the, the, the basketball team didn't finish strong, no. but they weren't strong all year. And then the whole you know studying at UNC thing—that's just—I mean, that's going to make me laugh every time. So. Hey, hey. Their actual students do study the the athletes. That's true. I I, I can say that that's true. That they they have to pick up the slack. That's true. Exactly. Right. Um, basketball so, so that, too, so they that need Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, huge huge weekend for for Duke. Finally ranked again. Uh, huge shout out to Flip uh, for. Uh, I mean, this is just obvious that he was going to get the ACC Rookie of the Year. That was pretty much finished back in December. But a uh, huge weekend by beating Carolina for a second time. Pretty much the identical game that we saw back in uh, February. We are going to talk about the ACC awards and kind of how everything shook out. We'll talk about report cards, end of the season. Report cards, and that includes us. We're going to give ourselves a report card of, of how we <laughs> predicted things. We will talk about all the different outcomes that can happen in the ACC tournament and what does that do for our seeding in the NCAA tournament. And then we'll just give you our, our flat-out predictions for what happens for Duke in the ACC tournament. Uh, AC, real quick here, you know, when I was going to talk about the, the UNC game, but I was thinking about this before the, the podcast, that the cliche that we always throw out there is enjoy the ride as a fan. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you got to remind yourself of that, uh, even us. You know, we're, we're diehard fans and you know, we, we think that we have a great perspective on things and, and try to be patient, but certainly when the ball tips off in-game, you're you're into it and you're fired up and, you know, every turnover is the end of the world. <laughs> but this season, Duke has taken us on a, a on quite a journey and quite a ride, and for John Shire's first year, all you can really ask for is that you give yourself a chance at the end of the year and you see your team improving, and mm-hmm. when you hit those those valleys that it's not the end of the world that you have enough faith in your team and enough faith in your coach that they're going to pull us through this. And I think that's the huge difference between Duke and North Carolina right now, where Duke has that foundation and has that leader at the top Yeah. in John Shire that when things aren't going well, that we can still count on him to help this team grow and help them get to where we want to be. And we're not finished. We're still ascending. We're still trending upwards, mm-hmm. and we fought a gritty, nitty win on the road against a team that had to win, and I hope they enjoy the NIT, AC. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, like, you're talking about two totally – like, two teams totally going in totally different directions, right? Like, for, and I, I'm not just talking about the season. I'm talking about the offseason. I'm talking about everything else too, man. Like, it, it is apparent and it is obvious that Duke is – they are thinking three steps ahead in terms of where college basketball is headed – what we're doing off off the court, getting you know, get, bringing in Mike Shroggy, bringing in Rachel Baker, doing all the things that we've done, still getting the recruits, all the other stuff like the stuff that John like it makes it so much easier for John in season to just worry about the basketball. And 
that that's such a, a huge deal, man, because you look at UNC and then they're not really not doing any of those things. They're not you don't see them really taking advantage of the NIL. You don't really see them taking advantage of, of other things. You see what's happening to them on the recruiting trail. Like it, this is it's not it's a program that is not headed in a direction that I, I think UNC fans would be satisfied with. Honestly, I, I don't I don't see how they could be when you see the guys next door doing what they're doing. So. Hey, hey AC, AC, give him some credit. <laughs> they got Jimmy's famous seafood for NIL. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about Jimmy. <laughs> but I'll look, man. Look, popcorn shrimp aside, you know what I'm saying? Like, if only Duke could have some popcorn shrimp, you know what I mean? But no, like, and the game, the games felt that way, right? Like, it felt like they and we kind of talked about it man they had that early momentum like they had the early hype and motivation and the fist pumps and everything else trying to dunk on people and stuff and it, they just faded dude it's just like it, the, their peak their peak was the end of the first half in the national championship game last year and ever since then they have just been on just descending like i, I would plummeting. say they peaked at the end of the final four game possibly yeah i mean it and and still yet yeah, still they were up sixteen on against yeah, they Kansas, were right? Like, the momentum, and then they came back down to earth in that second yeah, half. Super and 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 on the other hand, you had a Duke team that has just all season learned how to fight, learned how to motivate themselves, learned how to just continue to to just stop listening to the hate, stop playing for the refs, stop doing like just play like like TK just said, playing play like gritty. Duke. Absolutely, man. Like it was. Like that game summed up the seasons for both teams, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it Caleb did. Love swiping at Jamie Roach on the layup at the end of the game, just giving up. Just Everyone that, is savage until they face to face with one. That just that that was it for me right there. When that happened, I was like, "That yep, that's the two seasons right there. That's the two seasons." Yeah, I, I agree. And Jack, you know, I think that you, you, you definitely want to touch on that. Um, how good do you feel for Jeremy Roach? I mean, that that's exactly the the, the get back that he needed. Caleb didn't realize when he put that up t- uh, two years ago, that caption, <laughs> that he was the one facing a savage. That's right. Everyone yeah, that's on the internet, kids, it's going to come back them. and get you. Yeah, it, it always comes back to get you. It does. Um, you know, speaking of the game specifically, you know, it was another one of those games where I thought that uh, it, it, it was the better team that won the game. Mm-hmm. It was... You know, two teams that were kind of fighting scrap, and it wasn't the best basketball. Um, The two solid defensive teams, really, and that's kind of what shown through. But overall, it was just one of those games where I just kind of felt like Duke was the better team the whole time. Mm -hmm. So something was going to shine through, and sure enough, it was just like you said, it was Caleb Love making the half-assed attempt at the reach-around pause to to get (laughs) Jeremy Roach and then shooting up the bricks. Uh, that was great. Okay, and then the, okay. Dude, don't dude, don't take credit away from Leaky for shooting bricks. Well, that's true. Um, you know, and I'm just talking in that one sequence. But the the other thing, and speaking of which, is like the end of the last 90 seconds of defense, perimeter wise for Duke. Oh my gosh. Switching and taking care of, uh, making sure that they couldn't have any single chance at a look. That that's just masterful uh, defensive work by Duke. Yeah, that was a masterclass, man. That was a masterclass. Like we were, we were cutting off every angle, everything they wanted. Baycott was standing up at the free throw line. Like he didn't even try to post. Like it was, dude. And hats off to Derek Lively for playing the last eight minutes, no fouls. Like true. That was like Marshall Plumley in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Big time, man. Big big time defense. 
big time effort again effort like that was that's what this game boiled down to was effort and this team is showing effort like no matter what they're showing effort we shot 30 percent from the floor like we we shot horribly like turned what we had we only had eight turnovers thankfully but man despite all that man almost identical splits from the first game too by the way except that carolina shot 18 more free throws yeah Right. Well, that that's the best part about it, Jack. Yeah. Is that they shot all. They, look, they pitched the mode. We 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 knew that they were good. To, they were going to get the foul shots. You got mm-hmm. them, and you still fucking lost by the same score. I don't want to hear it anymore. How validating is that for our team? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the best part about it. Yeah. Take Lady. your damn free. Take your damn free throws. Yep. Carolina shooting thirty percent from the floor. Doesn't matter. They hit. They hit the same amount of free throws as Duke attempted. Mm-hmm. Like. That's what they wanted. That's what Hubert complained about so much after that game. And it still didn't matter. Because you know why it doesn't matter? Because it's a one-point shot. It is a one-point shot that takes away from a possible two or three that you would get on the floor anyway. Forget the free throws, right? Like, yes, free throws definitely help you win games. It's like, but but dude, like, they, they wanted the free throws. They begged for the free throws. And they got them. And they got the foul calls. And they got everything else that they wanted at home. And they still couldn't win. This feels yeah. beautiful, bro. I mean, if you look, they even on the rebounding on offense and defense, Carolina had more assists and more blocks. They had one more turnover. Mm-hmm. They had more free throws. They had more threes. They took less shots but mm-hmm. and also made significantly less shots. But outside of that, you look, fouling is relatively even. Steals are 6-4 to four in favor of Duke. Mm-hmm. You look at that stuff, you would think Carolina won the game. Nope. Right. I mean, in in a close game like this, where both teams are playing ugly, what is the one thing that separates? And it's the coaching, man. Like, Hubert was guessing. They played 12 players in the first half. Hubert was guessing all game. He didn't know what the hell to do. I'm shocked that Trimble played as little as he did, if we're being honest. I mean, he's not a good player. <laughs> like, I'm not, like... I get what you're saying, but like whatever, man. Like, but that's the thing, right? Hubert's been guessing all season. Like, you would think exactly, that because yes. Trimble's been getting minutes, and all of a sudden he only got what one minute in this game? Literally one. Like, yes. Yeah. Like well, that. That that to your point is like you know we were saying a couple weeks ago that John has found his eight, you know, and and mm-hmm. that eight, you know, that'll fluctuate in terms of the minutes distribution. But we have our eight. Hubert yeah. has no idea what he's doing other than no running his top five into the ground. That's yeah. his. That's his. That's his answer. And that's exactly what he did last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's not act like this is something completely out of the blue here. Exactly. It's the same fucking team minus Brady Manning. And that minus is a huge minus for them. Yep. Especially replacing him with Pete Nance, who they're playing out of position. Yep. And Pete Nance went, what, who of 14 against Duke this season? Yeah. Yes. Terrible. So, like, horrible games against Duke because of our defense. Mark Mitchell, hats off. Standing Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell got robbed. We'll talk well, about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Let me, let, me, yeah let, me, let me just say this. I don't know if anybody has anything to add to this Carolina game. Because the thing is that it was the same exact game to me. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. So I, I think we could get right into the ACC awards. Let's play. Jack, take the floor. Okay, so um, let me pull the awards back up. It was, first and foremost, Mark Mitchell got zero recognition, and I think he got robbed. That's mm-hmm. completely, completely yeah. honest. Um, ACC Isaiah Wong Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no like front runner for Player of the Year this year. I'm no. being completely honest. There was no, there really wasn't. Regardless, I saw a tweet that said, regardless of who wins, it is going to be the worst ACC Player of the Year potentially ever. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. true. I, I mean, we. I, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, and you know how the fans are. You know, so and so got rocked. So and so got. I couldn't even name you the five guys that I would have selected for the first team. Like it's just, I, I you you could tell me five guys. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. Because there was just no standout. You know, there was no one guy that's like, oh, well, that guy definitely should have gotten it, or that guy definitely needs to be there over, you know, this guy. Mm-hmm. If you would have given, so, if you would have, you know, give me an, uh, an argument for any of those, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I see it. My first team was Wong, Baycott, Tyson, Appleby, and Flip. Yeah, I would have the, had the same. The actual first team, you just take out Flip and put in Jamarius Burton, who. Right, yeah. It's four points ahead of Flip for all ACC. Flip was the first guy on second team. Yeah, I, th- I think that was pure recognition for Pitt finishing as high as they did and yeah, higher I mean, than they would have. You know what I mean? That's I, it, I think you know that, how the ACC media votes. I actually don't hate him being first team. I think he deserved it. I think there are probably six or seven guys who deserved an all ACC first team nod, but you can only have five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that confuses me though is that Terquavian Smith was the second guy on the second team. Yeah. He had an awesome first half of the season and then fell yeah. off a cliff, and yet he had 40 more points than Jarkel Joyner. And yeah. you got Jordan Miller, who got a few Player of the Year votes, if I recall. I, I do not recall correctly. Oops. I'm looking at it now. Uh, he did. He got most improved uh, player votes. He was third most improved player. Yeah, he didn't get any Player of the Year votes. I mean, he was he was one of the better players on the best team, technically, mm-hmm. in the ACC. Um, Joiner and Smith Roach were getting one player of the year vote. He didn't even make an all ACC team. He was on our no. <laughs> This is wild to me, man. <laughs> Kihei Clark, bro. I can't. I cannot stand. Yeah, dude. I dude. mean, I, I, AC. I knew you were going to talk about this one. Just, just talk about it. Like, what are we? What are we like, doing? What are we doing, Get up on your soapbox, AC. Oh my God, he's five foot nothing. He can't defend. He can barely shoot. He sucks, dude. Like, and and he he wasn't even doing what he did last year in terms of the assist numbers and some of the other stuff that he did. The the guy is not a good basketball player, and and great whatever fi- fun story or what have you was on the national championship team and all that because you he's get got to play the most eight, wins in ACC right, history uh, now yeah, because play eight seasons in college <laughs> basketball now. So of course he does. Like, yeah, it took him five oh years to God. do what Shane Battier did in four. So stupid, man. He so also stupid. has like literally like ten times as many losses as Shane did in that stretch, and is no not even on the same universe as a player. Like stupid, like so stupid that he's even. Oh, on this speaking list. of so stupid, shout out to Tony Bennett for cutting down the nets in his own stadium oh, for winning yeah. a share of the regular yeah. season title. Oh my god, like, like, a share. Just not. I mean, it's uh, and uh, I, I don't even want to talk. Like that is so. So cheesy. That's so, so sad, cheesy. Man. Like that is just like you, you cringe for the ACC when you see something like that. Yeah, big time. Uh, but you know, speaking of which, like you know, he got more coach of the year votes than John Shire, who got none apparently. Which is stupid. So, I mean, we we talked about this, okay. this in the text, right? Like, we, shout we out said, to Capel though. Yeah, give yeah, shout no, out to Capel. He, deserved he, he completely yeah. deserved it. Yeah, I, big I, I shout to the brotherhood. That. How how John Shire, a first year head coach in the ACC, finishing with a double by seed in the ACC tournament, doesn't get recognition for coach of the year? I don't like they they continue the the voters continue to punish Duke for getting top recruits as if recruiting is not a part of coaching, and that is just so maddening, man. Like it's not like we finished last, right? It's not like we had the top recruiting class finish last. We had the top recruiting class finishing at the top of the league minus one game that should have been a win anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, we're not Kentucky. We're going to have the results. Then we can, then we the can cut down K, the next for a share. The fact that K didn't win ACC Coach of the Year since 1999, 
He went. He went twenty years. He went an entire other coach's career. Wait, wait didn't didn't Duke go undefeated in the ACC in two thousand? Yes, yes, yes. He won national coach of the year that year. He didn't win ACC coach. He was good enough for the nation, but not good enough for the state of North Carolina. Like, dude, like it, it makes like well, Cable absolutely deserves it. All on board with that. But the fact that John didn't get a single vote outside of uh, right. and a single vote, not one, not one. Is but nuts. That that's the thing to me though is that your votes for coach of the year, and I'm not taking anything away from Cable because he deserves it. But mm-hmm. the thing that really comes down to is your votes are based on what you thought would happen before the year started. Right. It has absolutely nothing to do with what happened during the actual year. They're just based on your preseason expectations of each one of those programs. Nobody expected anything from Pitt. A lot of people thought Cable would be out of there. He exceeds expectations wildly, and so he gets the coach of the year. It's, yeah. It should not be coach of the year. It should be who exceeded my preseason right. expectations award. Yeah, that's I what mean, it should be called. Yeah, I, I, I think Cable deserved it. I think he coached like his job was on the line because it was, mm-hmm. and he like confirmed, I'm the guy. I can do this here, and I'm happy for him. It's a brotherhood guy, and he's like Shire really – it's funny – Everyone was like kind of conceding it was a definite Capel award until like last week when people said, Oh, Shire might be in the in the looks for it. Shire might be not, uh, not a sneaky. Not one vote. I think he deserved some votes, but no, this is Capel's award, honestly. Like you can't also especially people especially with the voting especially with the voting being on the five three one system or whatever they whatever they want to do for the uh, first team teams, and all that well, yeah. that's for the first team and stuff, but still like dude, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Also, Derek Lively was all all freshman and all defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to him. He all, no. he got some DPOI yeah. votes, which is awesome. Jeremy yeah. Roach got one most improved player vote. The all freshman team had Flip Proctor and D Live. JJ Starling having the same amount of votes as D Live, and Mark Mitchell not matching either of them is a travesty. Yeah, like that, that, I, that, I that really it. is sad. That, like, the like, all freshman I, team. I literally, I literally feel bad for Mark Mitchell. And I, I, I like that Duke uh, basketball put out a appreciation post for him. Yeah, he deserves he, it. He got robbed. He absolutely totally. got robbed. Totally. Like if you the all the all freshman team for the ACC should have been Flip, Mintz, Proctor, Lively, and Mitchell. Like yes. yeah, they don't want to put four Duke guys on it. I don't. I don't blame them. But like. Starling averaged 11 points a game and shot below 40% from the field and really didn't do anything on defense. Mitchell should have had some all-defense consideration, should have had some all-freshman consideration, could have been an honorable mention all-ACC, if you ask me. Yeah, I completely agree. For all-ACC, which is If he was a senior, he would have been on a team. If he was a senior, he would have been defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he would have been third team like Reese Beekman. I don't even think this isn't a homer take either. No, it's not. It's what the ACC does year after year after year after year after year. Like, they continue to do this morality play. Like, everybody gets a trophy. You got to reward every team somehow, some way. You got to do, like, it's it's so silly. It's an exercise in futility, man. It's so dumb. And, you know, the the fact that they start voting before the last game of the season anyway is silly. Like, that's already dumb. And, And then you throw in... Well, well, you know, because you had a, a good recruiting class, we, you're not going to get a single vote for Coach D. I don't care where you fit. I don't care if you finish first and win every single game by 20 points. You're not going to get a, a, a vote for Coach of the Year. Clearly, right? Like, it's so stupid, man. Josh Pastner won AC Coach of the Year with an 8-8 eight and eight season at Georgia Tech. Like, that's all we need to know. I mean, like, you know I mean? like not that's a good coach, but that team should not have won a game in the conference. Ugh. 
Like he he actually coached that team up. I I I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> they they had some players on that squad. Because then they came back to the next season, and won like ten games with some of the same players. Like he wasn't starting with just like they say with John, he wasn't starting with nothing. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Stupid. I mean, looking six man of the year, Ryan Young had seven votes. Derek Whitehead had six. Uh, Nike Sibande won the award. Like and he balled. I like, I like him he as did. a player. He balled. I mean, I honestly, I thought he started too many games. Not that I have a vote, but my ballot would have had Derek. Well, him and Vanderplas too. Vanderplas started at yeah, Vanderplas started the like half the, the games. Yeah, yeah. Sibande started like fifteen or so games. Yeah. And I guess we could say the thing about right. Ryan Young started a fair amount of games, but still it doesn't matter. He got some votes. Cool, good job. Derek even Brandon got some Marks votes. Voted for him, I know. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's on yeah, it was a great read. All right, let's get to uh, some report cards here. Because I think you know when it comes down to the end of the year, you know at the end of the semester, you know you can you can keep you know talking and talking and talking and delaying the conversation with your parents. <laughs> what, what, what did she just, just tell me what she got? Um, you know, it's like I don't know how they do it now, Jack. They probably, you know, send a text to your parents, but you know, back in our day, AC, you know, you get the letter in the mail <laughs> and you had to open it before your parents yep. got home just to make sure. Yep, um, the online portal, man. Come on, and yeah. then they had to sign it they to, to make sure that you showed it to your parents. It, yeah. Yeah. You are giving so. our schooling system way too much credit if you think they're sending texts. <laughs> As a recent, um, okay, as so a recent the, college graduate, so I want to uh, I want to give uh, the five point play podcast a report card, okay? And I'm going to start with myself here. Uh, I'm going to give myself a C plus for, for this. Yeah, C plus for this year. I think that I could have done a little bit better, but I was way off on a couple of things. Uh, namely, uh, as you know, it's too bad that this season wasn't another like 15 games. Because I did forget <laughs> Tyrese Proctor to be first team All ACC, yeah, and uh, win the Rookie of the Year. You know, if 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 it was even a little longer, he's trending in that direction. Uh, the Whitehead thing, I think, more or less, I was actually kind of correct on it. We're just not going to see it. We're not going to mm-hmm. see the real Whitehead. Mm-hmm. We saw tiny little glimpses here and there, but unfortunately, just not going to see that. Yeah, um, I think I had us going like twelve and eight. Uh, in conference, and and John just said "fuck you" and went fourteen and six, and really he 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 did fifteen and five. For being honest, so shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I just you know the, the team did improve, and you did pick uh, us third for the ACC, if I remember right. Yeah, and I did have Miami winning it, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. they did. It was not yep. Virginia, yeah, so no. I'm not sure what he was cutting down the next for. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think C plus B minus is probably is that about worse? right. Uh, you know, I, I did. Dock myself a little bit for for losing my cool a couple times during the season there. Uh, so you know you got you got to you hold yourself quick, accountable, Jack. You got to hold yourself accountable. A couple times, Jack. 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 <laughs> what stays um, on the chat stays on the chat. That's right. I was very. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. U, UVA yeah. cutting down. I just want to get this out real quick. UVA yeah. cutting down the nets for the for a regular season shared title. Is that worse than Florida State's fake banner for the season that never was? Uh, Florida State that's had the tough. regular season title, and that's a banner at any school. It is, but you know, so they, yeah, UVA's worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think UVA's worse because like that's that so you, you didn't even win it outright. Like, are you no. really cutting down a share? Like that? That that's just embarrassing. They're um, really trying and, to become the new Maryland, man. They really are. Oh god, uh, even Maryland wasn't. At least Maryland was like the heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were just bad dudes. 
Um, you know, they 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 kind of played up to that that villain role. Yeah. Whereas UVA thinks they're the good guys. They stink. So, uh, but anyway, AC, what would you give yourself this year? Number one, I want to give you a little more credit. I think I'd at least give you a B, bro. I don't think you were that bad. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. My parents are listening, so if you would have said C plus, is still above it. average. I, I, I think I, I think I. I think I was pretty much around where I th- the the amount of losses I thought we would have. Um, I think I had us. I think Jack and I both had us winning the ACC just because I thought the league was going to be down, which it was. But I, I figured we would have won it, which we could have. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess I'll, I'll go A. I'm, I'm proud of how I was picking picking road games and shit. I said we were going to be undefeated at home. I was very that's wrong true. about that's the Whitehead. That's a huge in the cap right there. Very wrong about the Reed Whitehead. I really wanted him to be. I really want him to be what I what I think he will be eventually. It's just it's not like you said, not happening yet. Um, I thought we all were pretty much right on with lively. I thought we all were pretty much we we weren't. Nobody really knew what to expect with Flip, and he kind of exceeded most expectations in terms of production. Uh, I think the way he got his points, I think we were all pretty much spot on with. We we felt we had a good feel for this team in the offseason. We really did. Like and and it makes sense because from game one to game. You know, to game 31, we have been the same team. We haven't changed anything other than the way the lineup has been constructed, man, because we have healthy players now. Like, that's really been the biggest difference. And we knew that coming into this at the start of the season because we had two players out. We had some of those things going on. We knew we were going to rely on some some guys that were in different roles than they would be accustomed to. Like, that's this team is who it is. And heading into the tournament, that can be a good or bad thing, but this this team is who it is. Yeah, I, I feel like this, uh, you know, by us giving us our own grades and our own self-assessments, this is kind of how the AFAM major work. Where <laughs> exactly. you, just said, well, you just tell me what you think you got. Um, I'm going to say an right. A. I don't want to see. Yeah, I, I, I got an A++. Plus plus. Well, that's not a thing, sir. Uh, just uh, A+, plus then? Uh, just stick with it. Yeah. All right. Make it look good. Uh, Jack, what do you got for yourself? Give myself a B plus. Um, I was off on Proctor being first team All-ACC and the Rookie of the Year. Um, I predicted, I remember specifically saying Gonzaga's going to lose more than three games. You were crushing the NCAA stuff. I remember saying Carolina was not going to be ranked. Oh yeah, I did say that too. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a B right now. There you go. <laughs> I remember, of course. And I remember saying that Duke was going to go 28 and 10 this year, which is quite Feasible. I, I hope mm-hmm. that they don't lose ten games because right. if they lose ten games, that means they either didn't win the ACC or don't win at all. But right. I think twenty-eight and ten is still in reach. I think twenty-eight wins specifically is still very much in reach. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I think overall, I think overall, I did a solid job on my preseason predictions. I think in season, I think I did pretty well personally. Not to toot my own horn or anything, yeah. but yeah. No, that's what we're here for, Jack. That's what we're here for. You know. I'm going to toot the hell out of my horn if San Diego State makes it to the Final Four, <laughs> by the way. I still think Houston <laughs> – I still have Houston going, making that deep run in March. I think they can. I think that they've shown that they are not a perfect team, but I still think they are the best team in college basketball. I will say that Alabama and Purdue completely threw me for a loop this year, mm-hmm. but – that Houston is definitely still in my book the best team in college basketball. Yes, sir. So I I give myself a B. Get him. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's very fair. Um, let's, let's do a couple players here. Uh, I do want to start with uh, Derek Lively. Um, Jack, Derek Lively to me is the guy that doesn't study all season long. And, you know, he doesn't study for tests, he doesn't study for quizzes, and then he aces the exam. Yep. So it's just like, how did that happen? He's Zach Morris to me, you know, getting a 1502 <laughs> on the SATs. I like it. I, he, like it. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, he, he just came out of nowhere in that first, that first Carolina game and just said, no, nah, don't forget about me, ace. And then even in 17 minutes or whatever uh, on Saturday, ace, he's the complete difference maker in this team. I give Derek Lively a B-plus. After all that he's gone through, a B plus is what I'm giving him. I think he's been fantastic. What do you got for Derek Lively, your boy? Give him an A. He started the season injured. He got benched after his breakout game. Mm-hmm. And then went right back to it and said, I'm gonna be what I like I'm gonna play up to my potential. I'm gonna be that guy. And would you look at that? The rest of the season, the fouling was down. The shot blocking and rebounding was significantly up, and he was playing his role to a T. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, obviously he started slow. Anyone would with a leg injury when you're a high flyer, like athletic rim runner mm-hmm. kind of player. Yeah. Once he got into the swing of things, he was incredible. It just took him a little longer. Yeah, AC, what do you got for Derek Lively? Hey, when we started getting reports about him lifting after games and all the other stuff yeah. and getting players involved, becoming like a leader off the court and stuff, man, I, I was I was sold at that point. Like I, I, I was I was I was a part of the crowd. And, and I don't think it was wrong to say that he was producing like a Casey Sanders or a Chase Jeter at the time. But it was also wrong to say that he would never ascend beyond that. I think that's what a lot of fans were going with. And it was like, OK, give him a second and let's see what happens because he is coming off the injury. So, yeah, he wasn't producing before began producing and is a key reason as to why we are ranked, why we are in a double buy scenario in the AC tournament, why we'll be a decent seed in the tournament, whatever else, whatever we want to say, like absolutely a. And we'll keep it with the freshman class here. Uh, and I'm not going to go through every player, but uh, you know, cause I think, I think there are certain players like Mark Mitchell. I think we would all give an A, a oh, yeah. plus two. Yes. Right. Exceeds um, expectations. I mean, but, by leaps and bounds. Yeah. So let's let's go with uh, Proctor. Uh, again, he's a guy that you know he had his his piece. He's, he, he's very representative of, his, of this entire team, where mm-hmm. the team kind of went as he went. And Jack, as you and I said earlier, we both predicted him to be ACC Rookie of the Year, first team, and not kind of we, we we can see that potential. The one thing I didn't see from him um, before the season started was how much of a lockdown defender he would become. And for that reason, I give him an A minus for the season. Mm-hmm. I, I can't take completely out what he did shooting the ball early during the season, midway through. But he's so much better now than he was, and, and that's a testament to his hard work and to John Shire and the, and the staff for working with him, and for Jeremy Roach too. Don't don't mm-hmm. discredit him for the work that he's put in with with Proctor. So yeah, A minus for um, for for Tyrese Proctor. Jack, what do you got for him? Give him a B plus. I think Mm -hmm. the ball struggled to go into the hoop early in the year for him, and it took him a minute to get going just because of that. Uh, The Kansas game, he started to get things going a little and then kind of regressed. Then, yeah, as the season went on, he becomes like this lockdown defender. When Jeremy goes down, he has to have the ball in his hands all the time. And from there, he just thrives, and Jeremy gets to become the J. Will to Proctor's Duhon. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think it was a it's a match made in heaven for Duke basketball to have a dominant scoring guard who can also be a point alongside more of a true point who can be a lockdown defender on the opponent the opposing team's best guard. I think Proctor played his role to a T after that point, especially the lockdown defense. I did not expect that. I did expect him to be our best pro prospect come March. That is obviously not correct. However, I think he's played at the collegiate level incredibly well mm-hmm. since January, and I think he deserves a high B grade, so like a B plus for that. Yeah, you see what he got. I was straddling B plus, A minus, and the defense is what pushes me over for the A minus. He did turn the ball over a little bit. There were some decisions that weren't made, but he's a freshman, right? It happens, but comparing him to other freshmen and and the defensive side of it, I'm, I'm going a minus like the, the kid without what, what, nothing else to say. Other than what you guys haven't said, the kid is so poised, so good. And, you know, would have had more assists per game. If he was playing an NBA style offense, all the other things like, nah, he, he was great, man. I love Tyrese Proctor. He's awesome. A minus. Yeah. So let, let's switch gears from the guy that reclassed to come into the freshman year from high school to the guy that is just turning 68 uh, Chip Grandison, <laughs> to me, uh, disappointing uh, overall. He did have mm-hmm. some really nice moments for us. Uh, overall, I, I think a C is about as fair as I can do uh, for, for Grandison. You know, definitely expected more from him this season. Uh, there, yeah, there's still time. We're just talking about the regular season. I think he will have a, a moment or two in the ACC tournament where he has a couple threes. We'll get to that. But uh, for regular season, I'm giving him a C. Jack, where do you have uh, Grandison? Give him a B because his role was to hit threes and play some defense. And when he did his role and was not asked to do more, he did it perfectly. When he was in a position where he was forced to do more than what he was supposed to, he struggled. So did everyone when they were asked to do more than their role, more than they're capable of doing. So I'll give him a B because... He did sometimes try to do too much, and it resulted in some bad play. But overall, I think, especially like the whole team, since January, he has been great. Yeah, AC, where do you land? I think I'm with you on the C. I'm with you on the C. He he finished at 34% shooting from three, which is by far his lowest total since he's been in college. I think since his freshman year, at least. He's always been a 40% shooter. I think I think he would say the same thing about himself. I think he would say he wished he shot better from three. I think he would say he wished he played better defense. I mean, there were, he had glimpses, but overall, he was not one of our stronger def- defenders throughout the season. Again, had a good season, was valuable for us, especially in some moments. Like, he is a winner. Like, there were some games we probably don't win without some of his contributions. Absolutely. That is, there is no doubt about that. But I, I think he would also not give himself the greatest grade and and how hard is it, you know, to switch from a, a team that plays like Illinois to switch to Duke and, you know, switching styles completely and everything else. So difficult task. And but it, he performed admirably. Not great. So I'm, I'm going to see. Um, <clears throat> I think for for Ryan Young, keeping with the with the grad guys, uh, Ryan Young, I thought was the perfect fit to be that 10 to 15 minute guy. I think that's one area where I was correct, but he, he exceeded expectations, especially early on. So I'm going to give Ryan Young a, an A minus actually. I, I was petering between B plus A minus, but there was multiple times during the year where he's being asked to do a lot more than we, we needed from him. And his, his stats showed it. I know Debbie Antonelli during every one of the games that she called for us, 
just love to talk about his his field goal percentage. But really, the, he fought hard, and then he really improved defensively as well. Mm-hmm. You know, picking up a couple blocks. He's you know he sees lively block and everything. And I didn't know that you can slip a dollar bill under his feet when he jumped, but <laughs> he he found a way to block some shots. And uh, really, his his presence out there all year and for what he did for lively. Uh, a minus for for Ryan Young, uh, Jack. Where do you have? Give him an A minus as well. I think he uh, exceeded everyone's expectations again. Like you said, TK, especially early. I think when you needed a bucket at all this season, you just give the ball to Ryan Young in the post, and the man was like Okafor in that like he could just back anyone down and get two points or get at least one at the line more often than not two. I think he, like you said again, improved significantly over the course of the season on defense, but especially early in the year when the rest of the team didn't really have an identity, Ryan Young was always there to get two points in case of emergency, and you can't really ask for anything more when the team needs someone to kind of hold them steady. Yeah, AC, what do you got for the uh, pumpback wizard? Yeah, no, I mean... You're not talking about Joey. What are you talking about? <laughs> B, 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 B plus somewhere around there. Um, that 10 to 15 minute range thing is that's something I've been I've been dying for all season for him to be in because I've always felt like he would give you the same production in 15 minutes that he would give you in 25 because you could just see he was playing that amount was just too much for him when he was in those moments playing that 15 minute role. He was great. There were some games where he did play a bunch of minutes and was still you know an awesome player, but he really did. He really settled into himself. That's it, the back half of the ACC season, and w- became an on the floor leader for the guys, and and such a steadying force. You know, six rebounds a game, seven points a game, was produced better than Theo did last year, and we gave Theo some good grades at the end of that season. So I, I can't give Ryan Young lower than what I gave Theo. You know what I mean? So absolutely, I thought Ryan Young was was fantastic for the team. Yeah, and we'll finish this one off with the captain Jeremy Roach. Um. This one's a tough grade for me because, you know, you, you remember the clutch moments that he had and March Jeremy, as we've talked about, is officially here. So it's tough for me to give him anything lower than a B, but I don't know that I could give him in an A range. So I think if we're just being totally honest, I think as, at the highest I can give him is a B plus, like a low B plus for the overall body of work that he put. But all the things that he does for the intangibles for this team, he became a more vocal leader throughout the season. He is a guy now that, and I know we talked about this in the last couple of weeks, that I feel very comfortable now in the game scenarios, and he's shown it, especially in those last two Carolina games, where if we need a bucket, we need a go-to play, putting him and Flip in, in pick-and-roll situations, letting uh, Flip slip the screen, and let Jeremy get to the bucket. That is that is the recipe for Duke when we need a basket. So I'm I'm gonna talk myself into the B plus because of all the things that he that he does for this team. I wish the the shooting percentages were a little bit higher. I thought that they were going to be coming into the year. They just weren't. He is who he is, but at the mm-hmm. same time he's a he's a he's a flat out winner. And so B plus is, is what I'm giving Captain Jeremy Roach. Jack, what do you got? A minus. Just because he really showed up when he needed to clutch up. And, you know, the legend of March Jeremy continued. <laughs> Sometimes earlier than March, it happened against huh? Xavier and Iowa. Just like last year. Before the turn of the calendar year. 
Like Yes, exactly like that. It was Jeremy showing up when the team needed him most. Obviously, he did have some bad games. He tried to play through the foot injury, which led to some terrible showings, like the first game against NC State, where he yeah. aggravated the injury to the point that he did need to miss some more time. There's there's a bunch of things that kind of go into that, but I think if you look at his whole body of work and you give it the context of the foot injury, A minus. Yeah, he, I think I think that was yeah, player. very fair. He's very our most fair. important player. And yeah. I'm excited to see March Jeremy. Again. Yeah, hundred percent true. Uh like he we said before the year that he's the most important recruit that John Shire picked up last year. And mm-hmm. he's bringing Jeremy Roach back. And, and AC, this is your boy. This is your guy. What do you give him? I think from from a production standpoint, I'd give him a B, maybe B+. He is the same exact player as he's been since his freshman year, all the way down to the percentages from three and two. The po- points per game only went up just because he took more shots because he had to. Rebounds the same. Assists the same. Steals the same. Literally the same exact numbers he's had since he was a freshman. It's crazy. Like He, he just hasn't. But this is who he is. He is not he never went through some crazy improvement in high school either. Like he is he is the same player <laughs> over and over and over again. The dude is just a winner. He makes winning plays, and that's why March Jeremy shows up because at the end of the day, he knows exactly how to win games. From that aspect, I'd give him an A. Like leadership wise, he gets an A because he took on the role of captain. Great, excellent work, and that's that. Like so, so I, I straddle that. I guess I'll go with B plus or A minus role with him. I mean, he was, he was, he's. I have nothing bad to say about what Jeremy Arsett. He's the same player. He does what he does. He's a winner. You can't. You. He's one of those players you just can't measure by stats. You can't measure his impact by stats. All right, let's finish up the report cards with uh, the man in charge, John Shire. Uh, I'll keep it simple. John Shire to me was excellent. Uh, all the adversity that we had to go through this year with the injuries, and I'm not saying that every team doesn't have to deal with that. Is some some point but it's how do you deal with them and how do you um handle the adversity that comes your way and there was plenty you, you have 11 new players you have injuries to arguably your two best players coming into the season uh certainly with with whitehead never actually getting to that point where we you know hoped that he would be uh, because of the injuries um you know he was a terrible call away from being co-acc champion uh, he gets an A, A plus for me. Um, that that's it's just that simple. Jack, what do you got for John Shire? A plus. He's John Shire. He's that dude. He's a great recruiter. He's a great coach. I mean, he's the first coach to go undefeated at home. Yeah. In a very long time for Duke. Yeah. He is the first coach with. 21 or more wins in their first year in Duke history. He has Duke ranked at the end of the regular season as a first-year coach with 11 new guys and a new top assistant coach, really, like defensive coordinator Jay Lucas. I mean, I can't call him a top assistant because Carowell's the associate head coach, but still, you know what I'm saying. Jay Lucas coming in, no affiliation with Duke ever. He's got family in Durham. That's the closest connect he ever really had. Bringing all of that together while maintaining a lot of continuity outside of roster and coaching staff and inside the coaching staff. Bringing back Shragi. I think he's made some great decisions on and off the court, and I really 
I think he's just done a fantastic job and people don't give him enough credit. Totally agree. AC wrapped this one up for us. Straight up A plus, man. Like Jack said, all the accolades, all the all the things, all the the undefeated at home, total 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 wins record for first year head coach, sweeping UNC for the first time since Cap Card in 1942-43. Like all the things, man. A plus. Jerry no Gerard, way. Cap Card was oh, yeah, like sorry, 40 sorry, years Gerard, before that. That's right, Jerry Gerard. My bad, my bad. But all, like all of those, like how can you give him anything but an A plus? Like he just performed. Like bottom line, A plus. Bottom line. All right, so let's talk about the ACC tournament just in terms, <laughs> just in terms of seeding. So for the NCAA, so we'll get to our predictions of the ACC tournament. I'm just going to throw out a scenario at you. You just tell me where we'll be seeded in the NCAA tournament. If we win zero games in the ACC tournament, where are we seeded, AC? Eight. Eight, nine yeah. line. Eight is eight, nine, the same thing. So eight. Six or seven. Yeah, I, I got seven as well. Um, I think that what we've done so far um, with, the, with the winning streak and, and the, the teams that we beat and just who we – nobody wants to play us at this point. So even if we somehow throw up a stinker against Florida State or Georgia Tech, I still think we're, we're going to be a seven. If we beat either of those teams and then lose to Miami, AC, where are we? Beat either of those teams and lose to Miami, I think we stay on the seven line. Okay. Jack? Five, six. Depends yeah, how I, close I, the loss is. Yeah, I think it comes down to the loss. Um, if we get blown out of the gym, then we'll stay at the seven. Um, if we win, I think we're at the six. If we beat Miami and lose in the in the finals, whether it's to UVA or whoever, um, where do you have us, AC, if we lose the ACC championship? Uh, beating Miami should be good enough with in the good enough of an NAT win to move us up to six from where we are at seven. So okay. I'm saying six. So you're just you're just one behind where Jack and I are. Jack, do you have us at a five then if we beat Miami and lose in the championship? A four or a five, I think probably a five, a high five. Yeah, I think I think a, a five is right. And then if we win it all, um, you know, which you know we'll see what happens. If we win it all, um, I, I think that we're probably a four seed in, in the NCAA tournament. AC, where do you have us? At best, a five. Wow, I, I, okay. like, I just. I, I don't think the voters uh, or the the tournament committee is going to give much credit to the ACC schedule. I just don't like even, even, the number even one team in the ACC. On a nine game winning streak. I, I don't think beat so. UVA. Yeah, UVA they, they may give some credit there if we beat UVA because they love UVA so much. But I think the credit is getting us to a five. I, I just I, I think we're I think we are firmly at a seven unless unless we do end up playing Georgia Tech and Florida State if they happen to just beat Pittsburgh somehow. And then they play us and beat us. I think that drops us down to an eight or nine. Outside of that, I don't really see us moving from seven, possibly six. But we win the ACC tournament. I don't see how you keep us out of a five seat. Like if we win the whole that whole championship, I, I can't. It, it justifiably it doesn't make sense to leave us out of a five seat. But I can't see us getting to a four. I really can't. There's there's got to be a lot of other teams losing in their conference tournaments to get us to a four. And I think that'll happen. But uh, Jack, where do you have us? I think depending on who we play, it could move Duke to a three. Sheesh. Wow. Wow. I said Shit. could. I said could. I think realistically a four is the best case scenario if we win the ACC tournament. But I think it could end up being a three depending on who we play and how well we beat them. All right, then. Um, all right. So let's get right to our predictions then. 
Duke only will go in the whole tournament. Uh, no, we're going to do. We could do the whole tournament because at the end of the day, it's going to it's going to come down to who 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 do we play. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, we can we can do the whole tournament. But let, let's focus on Duke here. So you know, we play the game five winner, which, like you said, is Pitt versus whoever the hell wins against Florida State, Georgia Tech. So let's start with that game then. Who do you have between Florida State, Georgia Tech, AC? FSU. They're the better team. They okay. should beat them. And then and when they when they play Pitt. Yeah, Pitt beating them, or do you think Florida State is able to knock them off? I actually think that will be a close game. I think I think Florida State will win it. I think they will be a okay. close game, though. So and you think, I think Duke's going to play Pitt. Florida State? No, Pitt. Pitt. You Did I say Florida State's going to win it? I meant Pitt. I think oh Pitt's going to win okay. it. I think, I think it'll be a close game. I even think Florida State will probably be leading at some points of that game, but I think Pitt will win. Okay. And then, so, and, j- go ahead. And then we play Pitt. I have us beating Pitt. I have uh, Miami advancing beyond Syracuse or Wake. Actually, I think Wake is probably going to beat Syracuse. Miami will beat Wake. We will play Miami. It will be a tough game. We that that one is that one's the sketchiest one for me. That's the sketchiest game for me, man. And and I I just like what we can do against Miami. The game where they beat the hell out of us didn't impress me because it's not like we. We're just that much worse than them. We just we couldn't make a shot, and I think we are playing right now in a way that's totally different from then. We've learned from that lesson, and I think we will beat Miami in a close game, very close, like a two point game, and then we advance to the championship on that one. All right, Jack, where where do you have us? I have Florida State beating Georgia Tech, losing to Pitt. I have Duke beating Pitt. Then I have I have Syracuse beating Wake, but I I'm also not a hundred percent sold on that. I think Miami wins regardless on yeah. uh, Thursday. Yeah. I think Duke beats Miami in similar fashion to the game at Cameron. And then okay. it takes us to the championship game, which I honestly think will be Clemson. Oof. I do I not got a stutter think, on that side of the basket record, by the way. I do not think UVA can beat Clemson, if we're being completely honest. I don't even know if they can beat Carolina. Right, <laughs> we're gonna get there. Right, we will get there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you already. See, I think, I think we're, we're 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 setting ourselves up for what, the, the same thing here. I don't care who it's gonna be. I I got Duke winning the ACC. Yeah, um, in, in the same unless though, Louisville makes a magical Cinderella run. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I got Louisville in now. Good job, Jack. I appreciate that. Keep it, keep it, keep it real. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm very similar in the in the fact that I think that we play uh, Pitt. I think you know we win that game. Um, I do think we find a way to beat Miami. You know when we played down to Coral Gables, we were coming off the the first UNC game. Mm-hmm. No excuses, but we played absolutely terrible in that mm-hmm. game, and they're at home, and I get it. Um, you know you, you chalk that one up as a stake. We're a completely different team, so I think we find a way to win a close one against Miami. But AC, I think you're probably with me here. I think we play UNC in the championship. I don't have that. Okay, okay. So I, I think we're going to play UNC in the championship. Okay. I do. Um, okay. And I think we find state? a way to fucking win that game. I do again. have state. Okay, you got state. Okay. I do have state. Um, I, that's six, state. State is a six seed is wild to me. I think I think they played high, better than that. Obviously, it's because of how you finish. But state's going to beat Clemson, and okay. UNC is going to beat UVA. Yeah. State state's going to beat the shit out of NC State. Or, or State's going to beat the shit out of UNC, and then we're going to play State in the championship game. Yeah, so with the State-UNC game, um, the one thing that Carolina has going for them here is that it is in North Carolina, it's in Greensboro, so every game is going to be a home game for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It always is there, and I get it. And I think that that's going to carry them through. They've heard all the chatter about the NIT. 
And don't get me wrong, I think they stink, but I just think that that's going to carry them over. They need, the ACC needs them to get as far as humanly possible to get them in the, into the tournament. So I think that they're going to to beat um, Clemson. I think NC State, you know, historically just finds a way to put up stinkers. So I, I, I think Clemson will beat them, and then I think Carolina finds a way to beat Clemson. And then we play Carolina in the championship, and I do think that we beat them again for a third time and put that final nail on the coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have us, I have us State versus Duke in the championship game, and I think we win that game. I think we're AC championship champions. I didn't think we'd win the championship before the season, but based on how the season's played out, based on the bracket, based on how we've been playing, and again, we're the, we're the same team. But again, you have to account for what we do and the players that we put on the floor, and that's that's big in the tournament. It's huge in the tournament. Huge. Well, if BC can beat Carolina, do you think they beat Virginia again? Honest BC? question. Yeah. Nah, uh-uh. no. No chance. No chance at all. That was a, a one. The nine times out of ten, UVA beats BC, and BC picked that one time out of ten to win that game. Yeah. But UVA is a team that is dying. They are a dying star. They like, are dying, yes. They are absolutely a dying star. They they will. That's why I have them losing to UNC. UNC is going to have that momentum for two rounds. They're going to get tired because they only play six players. They're going to get tired. By the time they get to that semifinal game, man, they're going to be gassed. And that's why I have them getting taking a big L to, to NC State. I really do. Like They're going to be gassed at that point. They're not going to have anything to play for at that point. I mean, do people forget that Duke did the four games in four days with a six-and-a-half deep team? They did. They did. That's Duke, though. We're it's talking doable. about a, We're talking about a better team. That's Duke, man. It's, yeah, you're right. We're we're team was a two seed. Jason Payton, Luke Kennard, you know, Grayson Allen. That team was significantly – and Harry team. Giles decided to show up for that tournament. Right. That's still one of my favorite games to ever watch. That, that Duke game against Carolina. Oh, that was not a non-tournament team. That, that Duke team might have been a one seed. We're talking about a non-tournament team in UNC. They no. should have been a no, one seed. Right. I think if they had not gotten blown out a couple times during the season. And had all the injuries that they had. like That team yeah. was more injured than any Duke team that I've ever seen. Man, if Harry Giles never tore his ACL a second time. Oh, my God. It would have been cheeks. It would have been game over. Oh, my God. Um, But, all right, so we got the ACC tournament here. Jack, so you have us beating Clemson? Yes. Okay, there we go. I got us beating Carolina for the third time and putting them out of their misery. AC, you got us beating the Wolfpack in the championship, but it's all hands on deck. Six straight wins. He's going to turn into nine. And then we're going to see. Is it going to turn into 15? All I know is everybody else, John Shire getting zero vote for Coach of the Year. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Thank you for tuning in to the Five Point Podcast. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts and on Twitter and Instagram. Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke. ACC champs, baby. Let's go.